Welcome to our 30 minute dome. Where we won't do you dirty. But we will do you 30. This is your boy Kinder Love. This is your girl Amber L. And this is Do Me 30 Podcast. Hey guys, we've been missing you. I know. It's been a minute. How have you been, Amber L? I've been really good. Being staying occupied. What about yourself? I know you've been like booked and busy. Booked um, and busy. That's how you get. You have to keep <laughs> hustling out here. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I've been staying pretty occupied as well. A lot's mm-hmm. been going on, so just all over the place. But it's been good. I, I can't complain. Is that right? Yeah. Perfect. So I mean, a lot's been going on, especially especially in LA. You know, I've been going so on much. since you know, Black Mamba, Kobe. Oh, I know. Uh, so sad. It is sad. And it's like, I, re- I was like, that day that it happened, mm-hmm. it was like, it was so gloomy in LA. Like, I thought it was raining and it wasn't even raining. It was like, so foggy. And it, yeah, like you said, it was yeah. just super overcast that day. Yeah. And I just remember, like, hearing the news. I was like, so stunned about it. And it still hits me to this day. Like, it's like I'm still in shock that I don't believe it actually happened. Yeah, yeah. When I found out about it, I thought the person was lying. Like, you did. I was like, oh, did I call you? Who told you? Um, actually, it was it was actually <laughs> it was actually somebody I just met recently, and we just been like, you know, texting, and they were like, "OMG, um, Kobe died," and I was like, "Whatever, like lies," you know. Right. Uh, when I actually first heard um, about the news, I was like working at the particular time. And my friend called me from Atlanta, and she was she called me like twice back to back, mm-hmm. and then I'm like, okay, let me call her right back. But before I can even dial her number back, she calls again. I'm like, oh my god, this is an emergency. And then she was like, Amber, I hope that about Kobe isn't true. And she's like, he's dead. I'm like, oh girl, I was like, I don't got time for this. I'm gonna call you back when I'm st- when I'm done working. Yeah. She was like, Amber, he's dead. It was on TMZ, and I started to look up information on it and i still didn't see anything it was still so very soon and so after that like i don't know i started seeing it like that post yeah on social media it was crazy i started seeing it everywhere and people were talking about it and i was like oh my god like this is legit like i think at first i was still kind of like optimistic like I think this is just an error, you know, mm-hmm. like misinformation, like, right. you know, because I mean, it still was, I mean, there was like photos of like the incident, but it was just like, all you saw was like smoke, you know what I'm saying? Like, right. you really couldn't see anything when it first was like um, mentioned. So I was just like, okay, I'm just going to wait for it to like clear. And then like maybe an hour, a couple hours went by and then it was just like all over everywhere. And I was like, oh, wow, this is insane everyone was actually playing like i feel like even a waiting game trying to see and trying to just trying to basically wait for more information they knew kobe bryant was on the helicopter but they didn't know anybody else that was on the helicopter there were so many different um names thrown out there i believe i think the first person that they kind of threw out there that was on the uh, helicopter with kobe was um rick fox which was his once teammate Yeah, I heard that, like, within the first, like, hour and a half to two hours, they were saying, oh, Rick Fox was there, and then he kind of cleared that up, that he wasn't on um, on board. But then when we found out that his daughter was on board, my heart just dropped. Yeah. I was like, oh, my God. Like, I am still in shock to this day. Yeah, it's it was, it was a lie. Like, I didn't find out his daughter was on board until... 
I don't know. I don't know if it was the same day. It might have been the next day. Or it might have been the same day. But later on in but the day. But it was day. later later on. It was later yeah. on that I found that his daughter was on the I heard that there was other passengers mm-hmm. um, that were on the plane. But then when I heard about his daughter, I was like, OMG, that's like insane. Like, it, it, I couldn't even wrap my head around it. Yeah, it really it really hurt me to the core of my soul. Like it, it, it was really, really sad and still very sad and just not only them losing their lives, even the other people that were on board as well. Yeah, totally. I don't really know a lot of their names. Uh, there was a list of people names that they released, but their lives are as valuable as the celebrities' lives as well. And I think a lot of people didn't shine their light or kind of give their condolences to that family. They didn't speak much about it. Oh yeah, yeah. And actually, there was a total of nine people that died on the plane, and um, actually, a family, almost an entire family, died. A mom and dad and their daughter. They had two other children, so oh, they're yes. survived by their two other kids. Right, right. I heard that. But um, I mean, that's insane. I mean, yeah, we they haven't been getting um, the spotlight that Kobe and his daughter have been getting, and that. Mm-hmm. I get it, but then I don't get it at the same time because I get it because Kobe's a international, world-renowned celebrity, mm-hmm. so his celebrity is very powerful. But I mean, these other people, um, their families are grieving as well, right? For um, sure. It would be nice to see. You know, I see a lot of memorials and things of like Kobe and his daughter popping up in L.A. But it would be nice for someone to do a memorial with like you know Everyone. everybody, yes, because all obviously nice. Kobe, you know had some type of love for these individuals that were on his private, you know, helicopter. You know, you're not just going to be bringing anybody in your private helicopter. Yeah, that's true. Uh So, I mean, I think, um, yeah, we have to give our condolences to their families and their loved ones um, that are um, grieving as well for this loss. Yeah, and I think a mom and a daughter passed away on there as well. Mm -hmm. Um, The pilot. um, And his family. So, you would definitely want to, you know... Also give condolences there yeah, to the pilot, yeah, pilot as I well. I think one of the, the basketball coaches, the I think the assistant coach, I believe so, was on the um, yeah on the um, helicopter as well. So um, definitely condolences to all family. Their family. All yes, families. condolences to everyone. I mean, I don't know. It, it's I feel like sometimes it could make grieving a little harder if you constantly hear yeah I hear about their that. names if you're one of their family members. Yeah. So maybe it's. Working in the fa- other family other members, members yeah. favor that their names are not being put publicly, you know, announced and people are not constantly bringing them up. Yeah, yeah, because I can only imagine what Vanessa is going through, you know, her being a public figure. Well, I mean, yes, she's a public figure, but like her husband being the public figure that he was, right? And having to, you know, experience that and relive that. And people want to talk to you, and people want to, you know, figure out, you know, how you're feeling and how you're, you know, what your thought process is. It's really, it's tough. It's really overwhelming. Do you know, I mean, because you you have to, you know, it's hard to kind of be kind to everyone when you want to be kind, but you're going through um, a really tough time. But I feel like she did really well at the memorial. Did you get an opportunity to take a look at some clips maybe of the memorial? I was able to actually watch the entire memorial service uh, you know what no i didn't watch the memor- memorial um so but i did hear that um she gave a beautiful speech and she was really strong very strong it was 22 minutes um they were saying the speech was she just showed so much strength up there she yeah. actually pointed out really great memorable mo- moments between 
her daughter and uh, Kobe. She started with speaking about her daughter first, uh-huh. and then she kind of went into things with Kobe. But she just showed so much strength, and I think everyone was just strengthened by her speech. Yeah. Just looking at her, being able to kind of hold herself together and complete the entire speech, you know, without being, like, broken or... That's good. That's yeah. powerful. And, yeah. I mean, although I didn't see this the speech, but... Just giving the little bit that um, you mentioned, I think it's power. That is powerful because I think life is supposed to be celebrated. And right, every, definitely everybody so. Everybody mourns and grieves differently, mm-hmm. but um, celebrate the the quality times that you had with them because, like, ultimately you can't. We can't change anything that happens. You know, once it once something happens, you you have to figure out how to grow forward, and um, and, and you know, learn from that experience and help others as well. So that's powerful, yeah. She's very, very strong. I've, every, every, everything I read, I didn't see it. I need to watch it. But everything I've read about it, everybody was like, "Oh, inspirational, like life changing, like strong woman." It's definitely so. Uh, Michael Jordan had some words. His uh, speech was really awesome. Did as he well. cry? He did cry. I don't. I don't. I don't. <laughs> I didn't see it, but like I was scrolling through something, and I just saw like uh, Michael Jordan like in tears. I was yeah. like, I wonder what this is about, but I didn't click it. <laughs> it was actually, it was actually his speech. It was very, very, it was very meaningful and then powerful as well. He kind of made everyone laugh. He would talk about how Kobe would hit him up sometimes two and three a.m. in the morning to ask him advice about certain moves, um, things about you know the game itself. So he shared his moments. That was powerful. Shaq was able to lighten up the room, made uh-huh. a few people laugh. That was awesome, too. So that's what I really liked uh, about the memorial service is that everyone had really great things to share about Kobe, which he did seem to be an awesome father and just a person that cared about others. I even heard that he was trying to um, do something about the homeless here in Los Angeles. He was working towards that. He was. You know what? Like, I wasn't... I'm not a big basketball fan. I'm not really into sports. But I watched his documentary before his passing that um, he did with... um, um, Showtime. It's called Muse, and um, it was just kind of like his his journey on transitioning out of basketball because mm-hmm. it was like his like when he hurt his ankle, he knew that like this was gonna be like the last time he was gonna like he would heal, but he knew he wouldn't be able to play basketball anymore after this particular injury, and he retired shortly thereafter. But it went into his life and all the philanthropy that he does um, throughout the world. Um, and it did, and yeah, it was just a very inspirational thing. He was a very good guy, very like kind hearted, mm-hmm. um, just gen- all around genuine, it seems. Right. So, how do you feel? I mean, I actually grew up watching Kobe Bryant. Um, I remember right when he got drafted, he got drafted out, out of, right out of high school. Yeah, when he was 17. Yeah, which was something so major. And like, that's why he had so much attention on him. He was awesome. And not only did he get drafted right out of high school, he was able to keep up with the people that had been. Doing like in basketball for years. Yeah, he sometimes had a rough you have year to. Div- first, though. He did. He did have a rough time, but I'm saying he gradually he picked up really quickly. Yeah. Which a lot of uh, people back then, when they were coming straight out of high school, you know, they'd be like on the bench for maybe a few years or you yeah. know a couple of seasons or whatever. But he really showed himself, and he d- continued to develop, and he was just such an awesome basketball player. Uh, so I just really loved actually watching him yeah. grow up as a kid. It was like a part of my. My childhood, basically, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, like, I've always had a respect for Kobe, although I don't, you know, he's one of those entertainers that, I mean, one of the basketball players that kind of, like, yeah, he played basketball, but he was Kobe Bryant. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, 
so he was he was larger than his career in a sense so um I always knew about Kobe and his and his journey and like every time something was like something like a special or anything I would always watch it I don't know he was just very interesting and like his work ethic and his passion to do things even when he was like um trying to become a rapper (laughs) right you know what they showed that I don't recall him being trying to become a rapper but I do recall him being like I, I don't know if he was on an episode of Moesha because I used to watch Moesha. Well, he took Brandy to the um, prom. prom yeah. The prom. I remember that because I'm a huge Brandy Norwood fan, and so I remember watching Moesha her television show um, as I as a child, and I remember him being like on an episode maybe, yeah. or maybe it was just I, I the prom so. yeah. thing. Yeah, I think and it was. then yes. um, he was on in Destiny's Child music video. What? What video? I think it was Bugaboo. He was in the locker room. Oh. I remember. So that's the first time. Yeah. <laughs> and when I saw him in there and me being like a Destiny's Child fan, I was like, oh, okay. They eyes on Kobe. My eyes on Kobe too. I was young though. But yeah. yeah, I was just like crushing on Kobe for a second there as a child. Yeah. And he was just different. Even just watching like all the documentaries over the years. Like one thing that always sticks out with me is like, I don't know why. And it's not even that major, but he what? was talking about he would go home and, like, study the playbooks, like, mm-hmm. to perfect his craft. And Definitely then, so, yeah. And, like, you could tell that, like, he took basketball very serious. Yeah. And, like, well, he took everything that he did very serious. And I and I just saw that in him. And that was just something I was just, like, I see why he was the greatness. Greatness. And why they call him Mamba and yeah. having Mamba me- mentality because... He would practice sometimes. They stand like to like two, three, yeah. four a.m. in yeah, the morning. Yeah, he would stay after. Yeah, he's already the best. And he would still stay to and make sure there. he perfect his craft. And I really, really like that about Kobe. I just feel like he has such a great, great spirit about himself. Wonderful yeah. soul. Um, how did you feel about the Gail King interview? You know, I was just about to bring that bring that up because it's like that was the one incident in Kobe's like entire career mm-hmm. that just I don't know I, I think it people started to look at him differently started treating him differently although like I always like never I never looked at him differently because I just didn't believe the story and uh-huh. that's just my personal um, you know take on it like yeah he cheated on his wife and yada 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 right but <clears throat> excuse me sexual assault or rape let's just be what she was calling it. Mm-hmm. Um, I just don't see his character. I don't see that in him. You know what I'm saying? I, right. mean, I don't know him personally. Um, but the whole Gail thing, I mean, there's validity in asking the question because mm-hmm. I mean, that is a part of his, his history, you know? Right. Um, but I don't think it's a part of his legacy at all. Cause it, I mean, it was a scandal. It was a lie in my eyes. So mm-hmm. that's not a part of his history. Yeah. He did, you know, commit quote unquote adultery or, you know, um, he was unfaithful to uh, his, his wife. wife. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I don't think it tarnished his legacy at all. I think it has nothing to do with it. Um, and I, people grow, too. Yeah. Like you said, we weren't there. Um, but I feel like you weren't who you were 10 or 15 years ago. Absolutely not. And like you said, I mean, when it comes to people like basketball players and any type of athletes or celebrities, they have women thrown at them tons of times. Oh, yeah. Sometimes if you're not... If they don't give the woman what they want, sometimes a woman can say this or that. Like I said, I wasn't there, so I don't want to speak for that uh, lady. But I just know it was it was actually thrown, I believe, out of court. I believe right? so. Right? Yeah. I, I believe so. So I don't think at this particular point in time, after he's long gone and the way he passed and being so early after his passing that you should even bring that up. 
Yeah. I think that that if so, you wanted to eventually ask like Lisa Leslie or any other other his like friends or basketball uh, peers or whatever the question. You could have either did that while he was still alive, or do it like five to ten years after. When you know, once it kind of dies down a yeah. little bit, even though it's still gonna be something that hits us very hard, it just wasn't a perfect timing to me. I'm, I agree. I just didn't yeah. like the format of the question. I just oh, thought okay. it was. Um, I don't know exactly, but the context of it, I believe it was something of. Do you think um, the sexual assault? Um, could tarnish his legacy or something of that nature. Mm-hmm. But I don't feel like it had anything to do with his legacy. I think, I really don't think there's a... Nobody was talking about it when he was yeah. alive here within the last 10 yeah. years or so. Yeah. So why would it tarnish his legacy now? Yeah. I just exactly. feel like that Absolutely. question really wasn't needed. And it made me even look at her in a different way. It was almost way. like a biased question. Like yeah, really so, for almost sure. as if she felt it kind of tarnished his legacy. Um, because versus, when Lisa Leslie actually came back, she... She seemed a little shocked about that question. Yeah, she seemed very shocked. And I think it may, it kind of, it looks like it kind of hurt her that she would even ask that question. Yeah. Because you don't, I didn't feel like I would expect that from Gail. Yeah. I don't know if Gail is the one that comes up with the questions. Normally, she they are because they have to research and have questions written down before they do any kind of interview. Yeah. So I just feel like Gail definitely could have left that one out. Definitely. Yeah. For definitely. Sure. I think it really had nothing to do with his legacy at all. Or even, I mean, I get it coming from like a journalist back. I, well, I'm not a journalist, but like have her being from like a journalist background, um, wanting to ask those tough questions because right. there is, I mean, there is a way to ask it. I don't know if there's necessarily a time period, if it's right after five years, whatever, mm-hmm. but I think there it could have been a different way to have that conversation. Um, right. I feel like it was a very biased, um, kind of question. Um, and then also it was another thing that really bothered me is just that, and even the reactions of some people like Snoop, like mm-hmm. I, that's how I initially found out, you know, like Uncle Snoop. Like, oh yeah. <laughs> I, we I love you, him. Uncle Snoop. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love Snoop. So when yeah. I saw him like mm-hmm. say something about it, I was like, oh my God, like that's not Snoop. Like what's going on? So then mm-hmm. I, I had to like watch the video and like figure things out. But I was like kind of hurt. Like I feel like where Snoop was coming from, it's just like, I feel like, especially when it comes to black men in the media, I feel like they always try to tarnish black men's, like, legacies and names. They and, like, do. they go after it. And I think it was just, like, I think people were really hurt by that. Yeah, for because sure. Because I feel like there's been so many, especially, like, recently, there's been so many black people, black men in specific. Um, granted, yeah, maybe they have sexually assaulted some people or been, you know, made some women feel uncomfortable in certain scenarios but i feel like they've been harping on the black men that do it and then the white men it's kind of like swept under the rug nobody really talks about it yeah like i mean yeah harvey weinstein um is going through his legal battle but harvey weinstein is the only one i'm sure there's hundreds hundreds and hundreds of more uh, of powerful white men that have raped and sexually assaulted and just made women feel uncomfortable in their workplace or work environment or, mm-hmm. or just wherever which so, is and which is not okay that. and yeah. nobody talks about that they they mention it but then it's like yeah. it goes away yeah and then like black men they're doing like documentaries and they're like having specials and right like sit down discussions it's like what? why isn't this happening with harvey weinstein when there's been countless women that are like mm-hmm. yeah i've been raped and they have proof and they have recordings and right like, but I don't see any documentaries going on that. And, like, they did do a movie like that was loosely based on it. But it was, like, a movie. You know what I'm saying? So it's uh-huh. just been, like, I felt like 
black men, I think that's where a lot of the hurt came from is that black men have been treated differently, which they're always treated differently Mm -hmm. um, when it comes to um, sexual show. And sexual show isn't okay by any means, but no, it's not okay at all. Yeah, bringing that up during the interview, it was just, it was just like, it was a lot. It was a, a lot. lot. And I felt like a lot of people were hurt because of that. Especially Very with hurt. being Gail and Oprah, because Oprah has her own thing yes. on the side where people were a little upset with her. And then, like, we see Gail kind of like. Like they tag team yeah, with each yeah. other. Yeah. I mean, and then, like you said, there, I feel like I don't ever see where they bring on uh, African American men and they praise them. Yeah. There's a lot of African American and black men that basically they're doing really great things. Yeah. So bring that to the world's attention. Exactly. You're you you're black yourself. So what's wrong with building a black man up that is doing something exactly really great? Yeah, and I think that's one of the reasons why people are really upset with that because it's Kobe. Throughout Kobe's entire life or career, yeah, maybe he's done some dirt that we don't know about, but he's mm-hmm. always been that exceptional stand-up like role model that guy that that man that has always just been genuine and true and that one incident although i personally don't believe it's true at all right um it's irrelevant to his legacy so it, it really shouldn't even is. be brought up to for conversation you know yeah that's true so true how how did you feel about i recently heard within the last few days here that there were police that had took photos um, of the crash and they started to share those photos right after the crash and they have just got information about this so there was some L, um, LAPD officers that took some uh, photos of this crash and they were releasing them and for so money? I don't know not really for money I just think you know they walked up on the scene pretty quick um, I don't know how the pro- how the process goes or who's supposed to see what first or whatever, but they had took photos of the actual crash. In those photos, they're seeing that some of the people that were on board, their remains were like on the photos. So they were taking really graphic photos of, you know, of the scene and they started to release it and share them to their friends. And so a lot of people are saying that uh, now these police, they're under investigation about this. Vanessa, I think, is wanting to even sue. Yeah, it's it's pretty, it's crazy. I mean, because you have to understand that there are people too and they're shocked about the situation. But I feel like it's kind of disrespectful to share photos, depending on like how they were shared, I guess. Like, was it by accident? Definitely not by accident. I don't trust the police, but that's a different podcast. You're crazy. (laughs) Okay, I don't trust, okay, I don't want to say, I don't trust all police. Right. Um, There are police officers that you can trust, but you know, that's a different podcast. But I think that's just, I think that's just classless, honestly. Yeah, it really is. It shows no type of like morality. Because if it was their family members, they would definitely not be sharing anything that graphic with, um, you know, with their coworkers or whoever they shared those photos with. So I can't wait to hear more about that and what comes about. Yeah. Sharing that. Yeah. It's so interesting. And it's just, it just makes me think like, it's such a it's such a tough one because you have to like be considerate of like you know family members and in the public in general of just like who would want who would even want those kind of pictures you know like crazy someone that's discuss, disgusting like, who would even me, want yeah. to share those kind of pictures I, I mean I can know. get it for like having it for you know investigation purposes, purposes and yeah. stuff but like to share it like that's kind of too much weird. yeah yeah that's a, a lot a whole lot. 
Did you cry when you heard the news, though? I didn't cry, but I always, I felt like, especially when I um, I heard that his, his daughter was there, mm-hmm. and then learning about the other families and um, friends that were there, it's just like, what are your, what were their thoughts in that moment? You know right, what I'm saying? right. Because like, it's like, ultimately, you have no control over the situation. Yeah. I do know that the pilot um, has some, some incidents that happened in the past where he violated some some laws potentially, um, but I believe it was um, in the past. I don't know how how long ago in the past it was, um, if it was recent. But I th- think he um, took like training or something of that nature to clear that something of that nature to clear it all up. But um, just thinking like, what are the thoughts? Like, what's your thought process in that moment? You know what I'm saying? Or did it just happen so quickly you didn't even have time to think? So it was just like one of those things for me. It was definitely a sad, sad... Um, sad moment, right? Sad moment, yeah. for sure. And it made me kind of look at life in a new perspective. You know what I'm saying? Because I think ultimately being celebrity, um, us not that are not celebrities, we kind of look at celebrities like, you know, like... I don't know. I don't want to say gods, but we look at them as like untouchable. You know what I'm saying? So right. Like, uh huh. To fathom something of this nature, this tragedy would happen. It's just like, oh my god! Like if you really can be here one second, gone the next. That's true. That's true. So you really have to live your life and stay focused and work hard. Yeah, that's really true. Um, you know, I feel like it touched the world. It made everyone be basically i feel like every it touched the world so i feel like there was more love like basically shown around the world you saw people like really coming together about it um yeah i will say it brought a lot of people together like i I saw i went to la live i I think a day or two afterwards and it was just so many people there and there was you know um la was lit up in purple and um yellow and it was just like so many memorials and uh i think that's one thing that I don't want to say that's a good thing. Well, that's one good that came out of it is that it brought people together. Right. Uh The love for Kobe was so massive throughout the world. It's brought a lot of people together and put new perspective to things. Yeah. And that's what I, that's what I really, um, loved about how, um, everyone started to kind of come together for like the grieving process. You know, it wasn't like, I don't know. It was just like there was love around the world. I saw people in like in different countries, like oh, yeah. giving their like you know what I mean their condolences and how they painted Kobe and uh, Gianna, like even in several different countries. One of the countries I think it was like in the Philippines. I don't, I don't oh know. my god, I it was amazing. They Worldwide. painted their entire. Um, it was like entire like courts, like I think like twenty four or something like basketball courts that they have over there. And they like painted like little murals of Kobe and Gigi. Yeah. So I was like, oh my god, it touched the world. Yeah, I see so yeah. much, so many beautiful murals and. Um, there's a lot there's here a lot. in yeah, LA. I've seen LA. Rip Kobe. I even went to my favorite juice spot. They have like a Kobe cup now. Oh yeah. Like I'm... a Kobe drink, and so like there's really just kind of giving honor to Kobe here all throughout Los Angeles and the entire world. And I really love that they're like sharing, like their love. Yeah, like, he was, he was an amazing person, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think that's the reason why, as I mentioned earlier, he was larger than basketball. Although, I mean, he set, you know, president in his basketball career, but he was more than basketball. He was, you know, Kobe. He was Black Mamba. And 
Yes, you know? Black Mamba. And I think and Mamba Sita. Yeah, and <laughs> I think he re- he transcended outside of basketball because I don't even watch basketball. But like I like I love Kobe, you know, like mm-hmm. and I think a lot of people are like that too. Like they might necessarily know his career and I think that because they just stuff, love yeah. Kobe as a person, as a human being, and um, to have something so tragic happen to such a beautiful soul, it's just you know, it's just heart heart wrenching. But it does bring people together. I think we have um, put your perspective to life. Definitely so, and I want to. Just say that I still have uh, Vanessa, the family, and all the other people that were affected by the other deaths of all nine people on the yeah. aircraft. I have their families and themselves and everybody in my prayers. And hopefully we just keep the Mamba mentality alive, Definitely. not just here in L.A., but all over the world. Um, I hope you guys loved this podcast. Yeah. And uh, I want to make sure you guys like and subscribe on all of our social media platforms. We're on IG, we're on Twitter, and we're also on on Facebook. We need to make a TikTok. We have a Patreon. Oh, yeah, we do need to make a TikTok. (laughs) Yeah, TikTok is like hot now, you know what I'm saying? I have my own personal one, but we need to make one together. Right yeah, now, after we this. need to definitely <laughs> so. Well, make sure you guys tune in. Um, if you have any questions, let us know. You can reach out to us on all of our social media platforms. Yeah. We didn't do you dirty, but we did do you 30 and follow us on all of our social media platforms. Official do me 30. Oh, yes, official do me 30. I'm like, follow me, but I'm not telling you how to follow me. Yeah, it's official oh. do me 30. Yeah, official do me 30. Like, subscribe, share, comment, like basically, practically stalk us. Don't but stalk us, but... Don't get crazy. Yeah. Okay. But, <laughs> but yeah, um, yeah, we didn't do you dirty, but we did you 30. Love, peace, open minds, and just 30 minutes. Love ya. Love ya.